This is Mark Metcalf, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle with Bailey and Cafaro on Domain Cleveland Radio. What do you want to do with your life? Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. And today is going to be a very special episode because Larry's already laughing. Because we're going to take a walk down memory lane. And for all five of you people out there that listen, that care, we're going to talk about the beginnings of this thing called Domain Cleveland and where we're at today. So I want to introduce the founding fathers... Longtime friends, Mr. Larry Mack and Mr. Douglas Till Dawn Esper. Uh, before I officially get the father title, I would like a paternity test, please. <laughs> Not overselling this at all. Very special. Not, we we got to live up to this, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already it's already a success as far as I'm concerned because Larry's talking. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be me and Doug going on the whole time and Silent Bob over here, you know, with his wisdom at the end of the episode. But, uh, nope, Larry's talking, man. So, uh, guys, good to see you. Good to see you. When was the last time the three of us were together? I know. 1947? Um, something like that. The, during the Cleveland Music Revolutionary yeah. Wars. When we <laughs> yeah, I mean I I've run into each of you separately at, you are at clumsy. shows. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh but uh you know, the three of us back together, one night only, I guess. <laughs> Till the next time. Ready to take the world by storm all over again. Here we are. Mm-hmm. The approaching storm. I guess we'll have to get to that one too. There you go. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself here, people. So let's uh, let's just start off a little bit with some some background uh, um, with everybody. Um, whichever one of you guys want to go first, we'll talk about you know your first discovery of music and what lit that fire and that passion to want to uh, you become a fan of music first and foremost, and then led up to trying to get involved and do something in the local music scene. I remember my mother. Placing the uh, giant headphones on her belly when I was in the womb, playing <laughs> BG's tunes, and I was like, "That's some awesome shit." I gotta. When I get out of here, I'm gonna party it up, listening to some BGs. You're just happy that you know she wanted you and you were staying alive in the womb, right? Um, no, actually, uh. Chalk it up to poor timing. She uh, she missed Roe v. Wade by a few months. Um, <laughs> true story. True story. Um, my mother, some people know this, my mother found out she was pregnant with me when she went to the doctor to get a prescription for the pill. <laughs> Day late and dollar short, huh? Doctor's like, well, I'm not sure this will help. 
<laughs> now hold up. And I don't think and none of that's, you know, kind of trauma is carried over into adulthood. I don't oh, think. Oh, no, right? no, no. I'm per- <laughs> totally well adjusted and want to be here yep. every day. Uh, oh, yeah. Pressing your doctor with your results yep. of how much you want to be alive. That's, that's why I'm out there busting it in the gym, eating right, doing my cardio every day. And that's why we're on audio, not video. Yeah. <laughs> you can believe everything you just said. Yeah. <laughs> Bill ain't got a wide enough angle to put me on the screen. Looking good, feeling good. Oh, yeah. So, that was it, huh? That was your so, first exposure to music? So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know my first exposure. My first exposure to music was probably someone singing at me in a crib. No, um... No, I mean, like, I you know, know, like, was there an album or something that came out that you remember as a childhood that you as a child that you were like, wow, I like this. OK, so. As a kid. Um, some of you won't believe this, but once upon a time, there were like three TV stations, so there wasn't anything on to watch for a lot of the day. And like my mom and dad had records which are these round vinyl things that you could put music on a long time ago and they would always be playing stuff in the house like the first song i ever remember is uh uh afternoon delight by what you call it the something band i don't even remember now yeah now in terms of like me having my own stuff my first real, like, I own my own thing that I can listen to was uh, The Police, Synchronicity. All which right. Which also dates me. And, uh, yeah, I, I it, was a, it was a cassette, and I got it for Christmas or something with, with, with a ghetto blaster. And because <laughs> it was the one cassette I owned at that time, I listened People to it. up in arms at that, you know. Yeah. I listened to it 7,000 times until I had enough money to go buy a second cassette. Um, but, yeah, I just, because I had no friends, no life, and no social skills, I sat at home listening to music. All right. Good. <laughs> Doug, how about you? Hey. Uh, well, I guess if we're going this far back, uh, my folks were also, you know, had a, a nice record collection. Uh I definitely grew up on a steady diet of Beach Boys and Michael Jackson, Carly Simon, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, uh, the Shaft soundtrack, which was you know still one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Um, you know, my dad was always listening to like I grew up in Buffalo, but we kind of like our Magic One Hundred Five Point Seven, you know, oldies rock kind of stuff. So I grew up with the fifties and sixties rock. Um, the hits of yesterday and today, but not of today. Uh, and then, I mean, you know, the mid eighties hit and you got kids incorporated. I mean, kids incorporated. I don't know if you guys remember that, but, but Hey, Brutus, I'll take care of that. I knew it. Brutus does not approve of kids incorporated, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you get you hit mid-80s and you start hearing uh, Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bengals and Cindy Lauper, and uh, you start, you know, what would you do in the mid-80s? You went to uh, birthday parties at roller skating rinks and, you know, I mean, Debbie Gibson and all that good stuff. And, uh, and then, 
you know, my family went on uh, vacation uh, Easter break 1990, and the place that we stayed at had cable, which we didn't have. We had the three-channel system that you, that you have. We didn't have 43 in uh, in Buffalo, but we did have a Canadian, French-Canadian station, so we could watch weird Canadian TV. But I digress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't understand it, but mostly because it was Canadian, not because of the French part. But uh, anyway... Uh, uh, Easter break, 1990. Turn on the TV. My, my, I have a, an older brother who's like two and a half years older than me, older than me, who is very much in a um, more harder-edged music and stuff. And uh, a video came on for a, a weird band and a flopping fish. And uh, I thought this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And these guys are beyond goofy. And what is this? And by the end of the week. I was hooked, and uh, started fishing. And I started fishing, <laughs> you know, gave up on music totally. So I'm not even sure why I'm here, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that was like the first where I was like, okay, this is something independent from my brother or from my parents or from my school friends that I'm like, whoa, I I really like this band. Um, and then um, two months later, three months later, I moved to Cleveland and. Uh, my brother started getting involved with the local music scene, as did I, and uh, I don't know, here we are. Here we are. We'll have to talk more about that. Um, about so, Debbie Gibson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think we're alone now. I don't know. Or is that her? That was, I, I, think, I think that's Tiffany. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Oh, oh, you know what? Hold on, really quick, really quick. I, I also forgot another... A uh, big moment that made an impression on me is the uh, <clears throat> mid-80s flick DC Cab with Mr. T. Yes. Uh, Bill Maher is in the cast. It's a really weird cast. Anyway, this is important because one of the cab drivers is obsessed with Irene Cara. And uh, he has pictures of her in his cab. And at one point in the movie, he picks up Irene Cara in his cab. But he's in, in Gary Busey's cab. And he does not have pictures of Irene Cara. He has embarrassing pictures. Anyway, uh, that made a big impression, seeing someone like Irene Cara being in a movie. And I was like, I want to be a rock star who's in movies and be as pretty as Irene Cara. Yeah, which uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to. <laughs> nice. I mean, dreams do come nice true. Nice to see you've achieved your dreams. Then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, let's, uh, you know, I mean, you kind of led up to to that let's talk about getting involved in the you know cleveland music scene and uh um well well first i guess i i guess people might want to know you know my first discoveries of music too i guess i guess maybe let's hear it talk as well um so yeah i uh i remember you know those records as well um and i remember like you know as a kid um like Jay Giles band was one of my first albums I ever got. Uh, was it freeze frame with centerfold on it and all that stuff? And piss on the wall. Yeah. I remember piss on the wall. Cause I was like, they're saying piss, you know, and, I'm okay. and, and I was like, I pee on the wall, you know, and I was all excited about it. But, uh, but yeah, it was a great, uh, one of my first records. I loved, uh, you know, back. I think that was, um, I think that was with the three channels before the cable box that was stuck on the cord. And we got extra channels, and MTV came along. But uh, that was one of my first records. And then I remember, like, you know, like my sister would, was getting albums before me. I still had to grow up into them. And, and uh, she had, like, Leaf Garrett. You were getting hand-me-down records? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, no, it, she kept hers. Trust me. When you hear some of her collections, like, nah, I didn't want nothing to do with this. But I remember one Christmas we're opening up records and she, uh, my parents got her, you know, Leaf Garrett was the thing back in the day. She loved Leaf Garrett. Um, Rod Stewart, you know, was another one. I remember seeing his records. And then she opened up this one and she was like totally like bummed out and pissed and like, why did you guys get me this? And it was Kiss Alive. And I remember like I'd, looking I'd be bummed ac- too. <laughs> yeah. And I remember looking across the room, you know, wh- however old I was, and I was just like, ah, you know, I was like, I'll take it. You don't want it, I'll take it. There's friggin' jeans spitting fire, blood dripping down the face, you know, and I was like, okay, just, just the I didn't even hear a note yet. And I was like, okay, this is this is what I want wanna get a piece of <laughs> and then it went on to cassettes you know later on and i remember like getting into motley crew and you know all the you know all the theatrical type stuff i've always kind of had a thing for the theatrical stuff and so that was uh yeah that was my beginnings in getting into music and then me and my buddies we, we would do like uh we would play the music in my garage and then like pretend to be a garage band but nobody had instruments we were playing on like tennis rackets and right. you know all that stuff but you know man in my head i was freaking like freddie mercury from queen or something like that <laughs> somebody turn this racket up <laughs> this next song is called 40 love <laughs> but yeah that was so that was my beginning exposure you're welcome to, uh, to music and stuff cool but uh <laughs> So let's start talking about getting involved in the. Uh... Well, how, okay. How did you two meet? Uh, where was At a f- drunken party. It was was it a vampire party. Was it one of the Baird? It was, it was some kind of Baird party. Some sort of Baird, Baird thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it was definitely you know the Bairds are to blame for this uh, union here. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I'm not actually sure how we met. It's kind of like that. Kind of like when you realize you have a rash and have no idea how you caught it. Uh, been there, done that. <laughs> exactly. Do they have uh, at that party where they singing the bared necessities? The rest of these. No. No, the Baird brothers. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I went to high school with those guys. Grew up with Kevin. Graduated with Kevin, and uh, you know, there, that'd be a whole nother episode and stuff to talk about. Um, how they let you in high school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and somehow let him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, you were friends with Brian. I was friends with Brian. And just going to the parties. And, hey, At one like, of this them. This is Larry. Larry, this is Bill. And Got it. you're just like the silent, like, get, give mm-hmm. you a look. And you didn't know how, like, you know, didn't know how to take Larry at first. And then. You know, alcohol opens things up, and we're all, you know, yeah. we became buddies. There. <laughs> so, so, so the uh, the takeaway there, kids, is alcohol always makes you a better, more entertaining person, and enriches your life, and lets you make new friends. So, and yeah. done. Okay, we'll see you. All right. There's the moral of the story. Oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, so we met there. somehow at. A party that I don't recall which one. Yeah, yeah. And then, so how did you? How did you start? Sorry, I just took this over. How yeah, did you? Yeah, how did right. you start? You, uh, <laughs> 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 you yeah, so you were doing dollarbillbailey.com. How did that come about? 
Um, and and when? When are we talking here? Uh, man, oh jeez, this was like '90s, late '90s. Um, I think it was like officially, almost officially, unofficially born when I was living with uh, Frankie uh, Novinic from Hatebreed. Um, this is before he was in Hatebreed. Uh, he would book some shows, and you know, I was well. We, is that? I mean, my first official show, Frank helped me put together uh, the Dollar Bill Bailey Promotions thing was uh, uh, Scarhead from New York City, New York Hardcore were the headliners. I think Runt, Ringworm, um, Half Race Heathens, a couple other local bands. Um, at the fantasy, you know, it was a success. Is and if it wasn't, I was gonna get killed by Ezak or somebody. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure, and 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 and, and that's when the bug took off with putting putting shows together. Um, but I was, I remember running around back in the day when I started getting involved with local music, and one of the first bands I started like palling around with was Deaf Children at Play. You guys remember mm-hmm, them? Mm-hmm. Used to play them on MMS, Run Juice Run, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I, I, I dug them. We, I became friends with them. I'd hang out uh, at their shows with them and, and whatnot. And I would hear rumblings from, I think, Baird and Larry and a couple other people about uh, this band Mushroom Head uh, back in the day. But I had never seen them before. And there was like this 107.9 The End, the old radio station thing. Mm-hmm show at the agora and deaf troll net play was a big ra- local band radio play at the time and they like were co-headlining with mushroom head and it was the first time i see mushroom head and freaking you know the fog and the strobes and there's this dude with a devil mask in a freaking wedding dress with football shoulder pads on <laughs> and this other dude walking out in a fur coat with two women on leashes you know and i was like deaf who you know <laughs> and i immediately was like how am i going to get involved in that bandwagon and that was kind of how it started <laughs> and then the whole dollar bill name persona that can be blamed on tony erba um i remember going to see him at a show at speaking tongues uh that old uh punk place on lorraine i think mm-hmm. it was or was yeah it detroit yeah um and it was like one of those BYOB places or whatever. And I just um, was new in a relationship. And, you know, I was, you know, when you're all warm and fuzzy and, you know, you let your the woman in your life start dressing you, you know, I wasn't wearing a concert shirt and all that stuff. We were getting ready to go out to dinner. But I said, we got to stop and see my buddy Tony real quick. So I'm like wearing this nice leather jacket, a nice like polo shirt or whatever at Speaking Tongues. Herba's up on stage and he's like, oh, look at here, dollar bill, you know, and then it stuck ever since so um that's kind of how the name started and then that's kind of how my starting booking shows and doing the you know the whole dollar bill promotions thing yeah and larry was very tech savvy and we talked and we i said hey let's do this thing and back in the day when i was still drinking and drugging i uh you know had had a personality and maybe a little bit of an ego or something so <laughs> so that that's 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 how that started um how about you doug uh how did i start dollar bill billy.com 
yeah, so like I said, uh, you know, my my brother's a couple years older, and he was singing in a band for a little bit, and um, you know, from going to watch him play, and then uh, there was another band from our high school, a couple other bands from our high school that you know, I would go and and see, and then ninety. Five, I went to go see Marilyn Manson at the Fantasy and Mushmet opened, and that was the first time I saw them. And um, and same thing, I was just like, "Yeah, this is yep, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, is the this is the band that that makes a lot, you know." And at that point, I mean, ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. Because how how old would you say you were? I was I just turned sixteen. Okay. No, so... I was I'm fifteen. I, I was about to turn sixteen. Okay. And, yeah. and I'm uh, I forget how much older I am than you, but. But anyway, regardless, yeah. freaking red-blooded American males, and you see Roxy, you yeah, know, right, electrical yeah. tape and all that stuff, you know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm, I was just, I mean, the music was awesome, yeah. but then you see what was going on on stage, and I was like, all right, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in. How, do I, how yeah. do I get further in? And at that point, I was, you know, I, I was a little behind the game on, like, I, you know, I was big into Mr. Bungle, and Guar was happening at the time, and... You know, I mean, there there was just a lot of that, just seemed like to be popping at the same time, and and yeah, like I said, I I, I still recall when when Mushroom Head broke into Indifferent and just like the opening keyboard, and I was like, mm-hmm. yes, yep, and uh, so yeah, so that was hooked, and then you know they at, at that point. And for the next couple of years, they played two times a week in Cleveland. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing Tuesday? Going to see Mushman. What are you doing Friday? Going to see Mushman. <laughs> so I saw them, you know, a hundred times in, a, in about a year and a half. And, uh, you yeah, know. It never got old. No, yeah. no, no. No, because it was, it was a perfect time because they, they were just getting, like at the time they had a four song tape. And I went back, they had a song on, you know, Dwid's Dark Empire Comp, you know, whatever. And then they put out their first album. And then the next year was the next album. And then they did the remix. And then, you know, it was just like every six to eight months there was something new happening yeah. you know and it, and, and it was always a different show because you know they would just come up with different you know whether it was different like songs to play before they came on or like this you know like you know jay uh jay was real funny at, at you know it, in, in between the songs and all that it gotta interrupt you real quick but it was funny i was sitting oh, there shocked. watching yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh i was i was sitting watching um there's this new commercial i think kind of like a skype or something or no it, it's uh is it Google or some sort of uh, Facebook got like a video screening camera or something you could put on your phone now okay. and they have the Muppets on it and the Muppets are all talking to each other via their, <laughs> the TV screens and, and they start like kind of like uh, freestyling their, their opening song. I can't listen to the Muppets right, exactly, without thinking exactly. of Mushroom Man and how yeah, they to open Yeah, and, and like, so I mean, like I was watching this commercial and I'm like Mushroom Head. You know, yeah. I'm not buying your camera, Mark Zuckerberg. But yeah. I will, you know, think about mushrooming. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it just became such a thing. And then seeing the, you know, the, the people that came out to the shows and meeting all these people from around Cleveland and whatnot. I mean, it was, you know, it just, just became such a, you know, escapism from working at Wendy's. And, and it became like know. a family atmosphere too. Oh yeah. You yeah. Because yeah. you'd see the same people. Yeah. And that's a, it's another thing. I remember that first show that I saw them at JJ was dressed like Jerry Garcia from the Grateful Dead <laughs> and Jerry had just passed yeah so I you know maybe it was poor taste or whatever but I don't know so I it was right it was up your funny. alley yeah yeah it was right <laughs> up my alley poor taste they had dark humor but it was like people had signs that said Jerry's dead follow the head and it was just like 
Yeah. It was like he joined a cult. Yeah, night, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, and then, uh, oh, so you, do you have something to say there? Or were you just, uh, yeah, gas. you looked really excited. I'm still trying to get over you seeing Mushroomhead when you were 15. Well, and so the best part was. I think I was like 80 when <laughs> those guys were born. So, the bless you. Uh, the best part was, so I, like again, you know, we had seen Marilyn Manson the year before open up for Nine Inch Nails, and and I, you know, same, I had the same reaction. Where I was like, yes, like these are my guys, this is my thing, you know, whatever. And uh, so we went to go see him at the Fantasy. You know, it's it was like February like fifth, you know, and it, it was like ten degrees, forty, fifty people showed up at the Fantasy Tops, and really? I was yeah, was yeah, that yeah, Bill, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean it was like Mushroomhead's like third, fourth, fifth, whatever show. I mean they'd yeah, only but Marilyn play- Manson, I guess, still wasn't. Yeah, still, yeah. So, so yeah, just 50, you know, fifty people are there, and um, I was I was fifteen, and I was there with my brother and like a couple of his buddies, and they're all like I said, two, three years older than me, and I didn't get carded because I had kind of like a, a beard going. <laughs> yeah, you've also, also ha- always had that facial hair thing. Yeah, so like I I was like cool, you know, like walked <laughs> in and if, and my brother's like, wait, he's younger than us, and I was like. Come on, man. Shut up. Come on, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just such, like, an event and, and just grew into something, you know, as, as I was I was watching, which was which was super cool. Because, like, I mean, at that point, I didn't even have a driver's license. And, you know, then as I, uh, like, my brother's band played with Mushroom Head at the Odeon the following year with, like, Integrity and Ringworm yeah, and One Life Crew. Yeah, and... about your brother's band and all that. So he was a... a you know, country isn't huge around here, but uh, <laughs> he uh, he joined a, a, a country outfit called Skip Line and uh, skip to my Lou line. Yeah, skip to, skip to the Dick Wayne, uh, the what, the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, you know, they they were playing with Ringworm and Ascension and and you know, like I said, all these bands that I kind of fell in love with really quickly. And um, I mean, the only they he played with him for about a year and then they continued on without him for a little while before splintering into a couple of, of other bands. But, um, it, it just, it made a huge impression. I mean, I met a lot of people through that, you know, um, even when I went to try out for my first band, it was, somebody was like, Hey, aren't you a singer? And I was like, no, my brother is. And they're like, Oh yeah, he's good. <laughs> they're like, well, are you any good? And I was like, I don't know. Let's find out, you know? And we're still waiting. Yeah, we're still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the jury's certainly leaning towards, you know, whoops, we, we made a huge mistake. But, uh, you know. Um, I remember, uh, and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but, you know, I'm, I'm old and I'll forget if I don't say it right now. Got it. But I remember one of the, you know, he either went from being like the skip line guy's brother but I remember we were out somewhere one time, and you were the Fermandafly guy. You yeah, that? yeah, yeah. It's one of the first times we started hanging out. I was, that was, that was at, at a mushroom show in Columbus. Okay, I, we were in the in the um, we we're in the bathroom, and bathroom, somebody was like yeah. Fermandafly guy. <laughs> yeah, but he was really saying, "Hey, man, zip up your fly guy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, and you were just impressed that he knew your band or whatever. So the the weird thing is, I remember that show for one. During the middle of Mushroom Head set, they stopped because they announced that there was a guy in the crowd and his wife was having a baby. And they were like, you got to go to the hospital, man. And he was like, like, come on, finish your set. Yeah, (laughs) play faster. (laughs) And then and then two, we we ended up taking Sasha back, driving him back home. And then he played us dog fashion disco. And that was the first time I heard them. And I was like, whoa, 
shit. Yeah, okay. this, yeah. this is the first time I had heard him. I don't know if yeah, I mean, you might no, have heard I, him before. Yeah, but... I, I thought you were the one that exposed me to them, but no, it was that night. Was he, was, he was like, he was. Like, I don't remember much that night except yeah. for from Land of Fly guy. So you know, <laughs> shows where I was back then. Yeah, yeah, the Al Rosa man. That's uh, infamous club. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> So let's t- talk about like when uh, then, I mean, because we already heard how me and Larry met, but then how did we connect with you? you okay, that? yeah. So um, I got a job at an internet radio station, uh, ClevelandHits.com, and I was doing, I worked midnight to six in the morning, and then I had a local show 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And you basically slept there. Yeah, so I mean, and for a while I was doing Saturdays seven to midnight, so I would just seven to midnight and then be back on at ten. Like it was, it was kind of a crazy period. Um, but uh, you, I want to say you emailed asking to come up and play something or bring a band with you, but I, I can't remember what the initial, or maybe it was just to promote one of your shows. Now that I think about it, yeah, it might have been that because I don't think the first. Because I know we eventually brought Jeff down. Yeah. Mushroom Head, but, but you had been down before that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd been down before that because that's how that was just, yeah. established. But yeah, it probably was. You know, I missed King of Self-Promoting. You know, so <laughs> any opportunity I had, oh, this dude's got this, so let me get on there. And yeah. This, you know? Yeah. And, and you, you brought down, yeah. And, and uh, so yeah, you came down, we're, we're promoting some shows and showing me the website and whatnot and, and uh, had you down a few times. And, and like I said, you came down with Jeff. And then actually, I think uh, you brought down, uh, I have pictures of... Yeah, when Bianca was Bianca, just born. Bianca was just yeah, born down there. <laughs> Sorry, Bianca. <laughs> uh, and then quickly, I mean, you know, you, you and I would be out of the same shows and... and uh, and I was starting to book some shows, so then we just started kind of teaming up from there, from what I remember. I remember Terry uh, and the and the Basement Love Underground guys, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you were friends with them, and then yeah. I became friends with them, and they were kind of like, you know, gave the, like, thumbs up and were like, hey, man, you know. And we started deciding to team up from there. Yeah. But, uh, um, so then let's talk about when we, uh, you know, decided to, okay, we're tired of it. You got, you thinking you're Ric Flair is dollar. I'm not, you know, I want to do shows with you. You got connections, but the, calling this thing dollar bill Bailey promotions just really ain't my bag, baby. You know, let's talk about the transition and how it became I, domain Cleveland. I, th- I, th- I think I at least was pretty much tired of your persona when I met you at that Baird party for the first <laughs> time. Um, so, I, I'm trying to remember. I actually think it might have been Kanye who planted the seed with me at a show. Because like, he hated me back then. Well, too. no, no it was you like... Know, but, and rest in you, peace, You man, can't, you know... He, he basically was like... If you're going to promote, it has to be about, like, promoting the music and the bands, not, not, the not any one guy yeah. posting pictures of his kid on the website and saying, hey, come see our concert. It's going to be crazy. Here's me and the baby. <laughs> <laughs> All the pedos out there. Come to our show. <laughs> Jesus. And that was very good advice. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, th- I, I think that's where... It, 
that's the first I remember, you know, kind of wanting to change it. Where the hell the name came from? I don't know. I, I can I tell was, you. Uh, oh, yeah, there I was you go. Say, I think Douglas had it. So, uh, being the cool character that I was, I recorded music on a four track cassette tape in my parents' basement. And I had a old keyboard and an even old drum machine and uh, other various noise-making kazoo kazoo and, (laughs) you know, whatever. Um, And my buddy Eric Sully um, came over and he was like, he was like, this is your domain. And uh, he's like, this is like your domain studios. And I was working uh, on a noise project, which basically means a couple of buddies of mine had cheap beer and a lot of free time. And we wanted to get loud, but we didn't know how. And um, we called it Maslar. So we called it Maslar's Domain. And then um, when I was looking at booking shows, I was like, oh, we'll call it domain and i was like we can't use the maslar name we're booking cleveland hey domain cleveland so my buddy eric solly who if you're from the cleveland area he was on he was on uh akron 97.5 for years as a dj and he has this uh, awesome radio voice and uh dudes he uh knows all about classic rock and uh he's awesome so there you go there you go and then so so then basically we did was it because I, I thought it was something we all kind of came together with or whatever but then you just yeah said, hey, i mean i'm, I'm kind of using this thing domain cleveland you guys want to do this so yeah we all did it together with i mean i did it but then you were there too <laughs> <laughs> so the way i recall it here we go well no so the initial you know dollar bill that was all about you know like Bill said, he uh, he was a hanger on and just jocked all the local bands yes. so he could get into shows free mm-hmm. and drink um, their beer. Yeah, and drink their beer. Um, I also enjoyed the music, but I can't like talk to people or go out in public or anything. So <laughs> we were like the original Jane Silent Bob's <laughs> Cleveland so, scene. Like I, I would want to go to shows, but standing by yourself in the corner is just so sad. <laughs> and I was like, well, wait a minute. Oh, whoops. This will be a great way because this will totally open me, me up and break me out of shock. Totally didn't. I, I was still. It was therapy. I, I, I was still mostly like carrying Bill's coat and shit like that when we went to shows. <laughs> but I at least knew how a computer worked. So I could put together a half assed website. So then you and Bill were talking and you were like, hey, I, I know music. I got this, you know, the clevelandhits.com. I know some people. Bill was like, hey, I'm all about promoting shit that other people are doing all the actual work on. <laughs> and I was like, I can put it on them internets. And we're like, let's do this. But we're not allowed to call it Dollar Bill because everyone's tired of Dollar Bill. Yeah. And you were like, well, I got Literally this. Literally and figured it. Yeah, I was like, you were like, I got this domain Cleveland name. We're like, that's fine. That'll work. Yeah, like the sa- saves us the trouble of coming up with something original. <laughs> I think that's quote unquote what you said. <laughs> saves us the trouble of coming up with something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. 
Well, that's the end. We, Thank we, you. We, we, <laughs> tune in. We, we, <laughs> we scribbled out the original logo on a cocktail napkin at Bill's house. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. It was at the musical note one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Because yeah, it's about music. So yeah. yeah. Musical note. Like, like I was so proud of that, especially because uh, this is the. So some of you who only know the new and enlightened and positive vibe, Bill, <laughs> might have a hard time believing this story. So we had planned this powwow. And I told him, hey, whatever day of the week it was, that's when I play racquetball. So I will I might be, you know, late, whatever. I get there. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Like I showered and stuff. I wasn't all gross. But I was just wiped out. <laughs> Bill's like, hey, you want something to drink? And I was like, dude, I would love just a glass of water. <laughs> yeah. So Bill walks in with a big old glass. And I take the big old glass. And I take a gulp of friggin' vodka. And... Even if you're a vodka fan, gulping it down when you're wiped out and you think it's water is not a pleasant experience. almost killed our whole internet right there. <laughs> if you don't like vodka in the first place, it's just awful. Yeah, yeah. Bill's quite amused with himself. He just came out of a coma last week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, as soon as you started telling the story. It's like the little synopsis in my brain. was like, I remember that memory. <laughs> Oh, man. I was like, I should leave now. <laughs> never to look back. Never speak to either of these people. So you survived. I survived. You survived. And then that was pretty much then when we you know, all started, decided to work together. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When Domain Cleveland was born. We were doing our shows. Um, Larry started developing a personality. Um, Not really. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's an unhealthy yeah. love for Haley Duff or something, or Hillary Duff Hillary. or whatever back then. Hey, yeah. it's Hillary. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I'm trying to think, like, what, I mean, I already said what my first show was with, you know, when it was Dollar Bill or whatever. What, I'm trying to think what some of our first shows were under the domain. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we were the first Cleveland show for, like, Boba Flex. Like they were opening for somebody, maybe, yeah. Maybe blue. It might have been. Yeah, they I mean, to, I think to establish a relationship with Chris Poland, they were Eclipse at the time, still, right? No, that's before. It was before Eclipse. Eclipse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah. Blue Render One. I mean, Tubbering from yeah. Chicago. We, you know, I, Daiquiri from California. I booked or, uh, from Canada. I booked them a few times, um, and. Uh, I'm trying dog to think. Fashion I, disco. Dog fashion disco. Fashion disco. We just talked about that with Todd. Yeah. Um, and then like racer Metallica, Mason. We booked Metallica. No. Um, oh, crap! I just got a suit. There was, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there's more stories of domain almost getting sued. Yeah. Too as well. Finless Brown, Tadpole. I think played some some shows oh, yeah. for us. Yeah, I think. Tadpole was one. Was that one of yours or who who originally brought them in? That was me. I, I, was you, I found yeah. them. Yeah, I, I, I think at a Cold Hand of Christ show, and I was like, "These guys are awesome." And yeah, I, I like, interviewed them on. Yeah, I had them on Cleveland uh, Cleveland Hits. Oh yeah, Tilt Three Sixty from Youngstown. Oh, ClevelandHits.com. I uh, I was at a show at the Agora, and I knew Doug was working, and I was like, "Hey, want to swing by since I'm in the neighborhood? Just checked out this band opening up for the show I was at, and I grabbed one of their CDs. Can you play it?" Doug was like, well, sure, it's two in the friggin' morning, nobody's listening, I can play whatever I want. <laughs> and uh, that was my first exposure to Lacuna Coil. 
Ah. Uh, opening up for Moonspell a uh, hundred years ago. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess that was the good thing is it, it. You know, we did a lot of local type shows, but then every once in a while you bring in Mong Hang from Japan, and you know, yeah. or, uh, yep. <laughs> oh my god, that was a great show. <laughs> you know, like and, and I get, actually found some of those pictures the other day. You know. Yeah. Those yeah. guys. I mean, like a stratosphere from California, Arizona, west some west of the Mississippi somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was just some cool shows, and then you know you had, you know, I mean, I I primarily was working with, uh, I mean, you know, fantasy and symposium just because it was easy to deal with Michelle, which is a weird thing to say, <laughs> um, like you know, always super nice and and whatnot, but sometimes. You know, things happen, and then uh, <laughs> you had the 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 hi-fi slash blind lemon slash you know foundry foundry slash fifteen <laughs> other names uh, across the street, and then um, Peabody's obviously, and yeah. you know, and then you know they went through their couple of moves and and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, we you know started doing more interviews, started doing reviews, which. It's always fun, uh, especially when you get the email <laughs> from people not happy with. And like, I, I still, you know, honesty. Rob from Runt, I, I still am sorry, uh, and uh, you know about uh, anything I said about thirteen faces. <laughs> uh, no, he's on like a video internet show like, now, so he's like he's Universal doing... or somebody. Warner Brothers were about to sign him, and then they saw this like <laughs> shitty review on some Cleveland website. They're like, "Oh wait, never mind." Yeah, Forget and I, 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 I but still... that was Thirteen Faces, or whatever. Right? Yeah, Thirteen Faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I still think John that Capri still got a voodoo doll. Yeah, <laughs> which is I feel bad. I, I, I you know. I'm sure I have some of his voicemails still. That that would be fun to dig out. I know. Maybe we could sample them in this episode. 17 voicemails in less than an hour. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I think that, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the word slutbox on here, but yes, I still think that they have like uh, a bounty on my head at some point. If you look at their old message board, and I apologize. It was actually, I think it was from the same show, and I just, I don't know. I... I we're having a bad day that day? I, you know, I don't... Th- it wasn't even that I said negative things. It wasn't that... I, I just didn't say a lot of positive. I just kind of said, hey... I, I mean, I'm getting myself in trouble here. <laughs> and then this hey, other kids. band played. They're all nice people, and I love them, and just blame blame me on that yeah, one. A lot of them gone on to do some cool... Yeah, and, and, yeah and, I've, and I felt bad even, you know, whatever. But I, I for the amount of reviews and interviews and stuff that I've done over the years, you know, I think it's, you know... I'm, I think I've proven that I'm kind of, I try to be fair and, you know. Yeah. But we can only remember the ones with the backlash. Exactly. All the, other, yeah. all the, all the good ones, all the attaboys. Those, those yeah. are the most fun, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, they're the most fun to write. Because I remember, yeah. like, you were getting all those voicemails. I was in school at Tri-C, you know, trying to, and I'm getting all that. And I'm like, you know, I'm getting messages from them, too. Well, you're bored. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to actually get an education here, you know? Yeah, I was I was working at a, at a hospital, so I couldn't bring my phone in with me. So I came out for lunch, my phone, and I was like, what the? I probably gave him your number because I didn't want him bothering me, too. I threw you under the bus. I was like, dude, you know, Doug's working with people in a hospital. It's life or death. I just want to focus on my algebra. You know, can you please go bother him? Here's his number. Yeah. But, I, you know... <laughs> 
after like that for me i really kind of took a step back because i was like man i've got other things going on i was trying to work more on music stuff and so i was like i gotta do less reviews because i don't want to get myself in trouble and be dealing with all this and you know because i had music going i had you know working at the hospital it was just a a crazy time this was after Cleveland hits and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'd, yeah, Cleveland hits closed down, and I went right into this. Instead of going working midnight to six, I was working like eight in the morning until whenever, and I just it just threw me for a loop for a long time. I was just you know. Yeah, blame the reviews on lack of sleep. Totally. Yeah, you know what? Thirteen <laughs> faces. Go get the album. Off. So like, um, yeah. So so I at that point I was like I'm going to do less reviews and more interviews and just let people talk about it and not have as much opinions on it, which is probably a good thing. Um, but also around that time, um, uh, maybe it was a little bit later, but I, I, I jokingly penned a, a song by the hundred thousand Cadillacs or I'm the hundred thousand elephants where I was a rival group against the 10,000 Cadillacs. So you're like East side, West side. Yeah. And it got back to, to Jason and he was none too happy. And I don't even remember, you took me to the practice spot to, like, hash it out with him. Really? Yeah. I don't remember them being that upset about that. He was. Really? Yeah. Because, like, at some point. He doesn't uh, like Republicans? At at some point, uh, I I won't name names, but at some point, there was a band playing live, and they're still around, and we all know them. And I think the head on their guitar broke or something, and they were trying to fill time, so I gave him the lyrics to the song, and he did the song live and it got back to him and yeah so he was upset and i had to go and like go in front of the the wash court their and... feet, i think right? <laughs> yeah, we sure. wash, wash their feet kiss skinny's ring or something yeah. so those two things i really was like i gotta make a change in what i'm doing because like <laughs> i just like to go see these bands play and i don't want to get involved as much into this like stuff yeah i don't care about that i just yeah, don't yeah. i don't want you know but like, yeah, it was, it was, so those, those were like two things, right? It was like, I gotta, you know, I, I gotta concentrate more on like putting out the compilation and, and working on other things or whatever and, and doing less of the, the shows and all that. So was this around the same time then? Cause you just mentioned compilation. Was this around the same time that Lil Domain next? It's, was getting... it's exactly the same. Yeah. It was the same time. So 2003, I, um. We didn't get a hundred thousand elephants on there. <laughs> what the hell? Missed opportunity. I. I did so. I made a call to a guitar player who may or may not be involved with Ten Thousand Cadillacs and pitched the idea, and he was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it, I, I had thought about doing it, um, but after that whole thing, I was like, "This is a bad idea. We'll just drop it." Um, but yeah, so I started working on a compilation, and and uh, it really started two thousand two, and it came out and. Like early 2004, I think, by the time it actually came out. Um, and uh, we had kind of a mix of local Cleveland bands and bands we had booked and then other bands who had come through town and, and we had made contacts with and, and whatnot. So that was that was an adventure. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, like the inspiration behind putting, putting that together. Because that was all you, man. I just was glad the domain name was on there. Yeah, I think it was just at the, at, to it at the time... No, <laughs> At the time, we were like booking a lot of bands, and like I said, Dog Fashion was coming through regularly. Tubbering was coming through regularly. Finless Brown was playing, you know, once a month it seemed like on on bills, and um, and I just thought, 
it'd be kind of a cool thing to put something together to show what they're doing and then you know the bands that we're kind of working with are doing and uh and then there was a bring a spotlight to what we were trying yeah to and in turn promote what we're doing and say hey look come and be one of our, our regular bands and be, be on the next one or whatever and, and i thought it would be a good way to promote both sides and whatnot and it and it i mean it was you know the the thing that got weird is that i think a couple of the bands that ended up being on there um were going through like blue who was you know big and playing out all the time they up and they picked up and moved to chicago and then so it was like okay well they were they were gone by the time that the album came out Finless Brown picked up and moved to San Francisco that year, mm. and like, um, uh, you know, there was a few, there was a few other bands. The the one band on there changed their name like six months later, you know. So just it was like holy cannoli, like this is. They kinda... listened to it too, and you're like, we don't want nothing to do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like um, Furnace Street, who had been a staple for years in Cleveland. Um, they had like uh, two members come and go, and then so they weren't playing out. Um, so all the momentum that came up by the time the release show like happened and everything, it was like we like limped to the finish line. And I was, you know, and all that stuff. And I was like, man, I, I like can't believe you know what some of the stuff that's that's going on. It was just like a string of bad luck, and uh, which yeah. which has followed me to this day. I mean, I know it was a it was a labor of love for you, yeah. And you did put a lot of work into it, and then you know, just uh, you know, my sympathetic ass was just busting your chops the whole time, like today. But uh, uh, I mean, it was kind of also like I mean, wasn't it kind of like a dream thing for you too, because you did work with some, you know, get to work with some special yeah, I mean, artists. Oh, no, it was it was it was totally cool, and like you know. Um, I still talk to some of the people that I worked with on that, you know, to this day. I mean, you know, and and uh, I still have, actually, my brother was in town this weekend, and he was, oh, yeah. and I, the the cover art is is on the wall that you know you and him pitched in on and got and all that, and uh, you know, so I, I mean, it was it's a super cool thing, and it comes up every once in a while where somebody will be like, oh yeah, you know, I heard. You know the Secret Chiefs three song that was on there or whatever, and and uh, not that I paid for it, but I you know I downloaded Napster. That's why you still got boxes on yeah. the home. But I mean know. the the amount of like downloads and stuff on sites and and whatever it, it certainly reached a lot of people. Just didn't get back. Not to your it. wallet. <laughs> not <laughs> not you your just bank failed account. to monetize. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I I certainly learned a ton going through that process. Um, well, and it, and it, what was really cool though. Because we mentioned the flopping fish video earlier, I mean, didn't you get to work with somebody? So, well, yes, yeah, so I, I actually I emailed uh, the fish, and uh, <laughs> you know, he was like, <laughs> still at it, you know, uh, which is years flopping around <laughs> in a puddle. Somehow he was hanging on, which is just you know, and and that just has propelled me to want to be a hard worker ever since. But uh, uh, yes, yeah, so I I I emailed um. Out of the blue, I emailed Bill Gold, the bass player of Faith and More, and was like, hey, I'm doing a track with a bunch of random strangers recording at their house. You know, would you put some bass on it? And so I sent him um, some of the, st- like, some of the different things we were working on. And he sent back a, you know, bass file, which I lost, my hard drive died. I lost it. I mean, it was, it was, it was, a, it was, you know, it was a simple, uh, you know, quick thing. It was 
it was two separate tracks that were you know for for the two different parts of the song or whatever but i thought that was so cool that he just was like cool i don't know who you are and here you go you know whatever but yeah because i think at that point and then and then it went on to be successful in seinfeld (laughs) that was that was seinfeld into the alien from uh, Attack of the Clones, the flying things that made the dust dark. So, anyway, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was... And, and they have a, a, a track with... Come on. You guys professionals, turn off your phones. Uh, 1-900. Um, Sir Mix-a-Lot. I, I, I hear Mike Patton also contributed some stuff, and you were like, no, no. I'm doing the vocals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we oh, you want to sing with the this dog fashion disco track? No, I'm going to rap on it. It's going to be huge. That's how I met. That's how I met uh, uh, Katie McIntyre. Yeah, she, she got a hate review. She got a hate See? review. Yeah, karma. I, I know how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she destroyed, and and I I totally get it. I listened to it and I cringe, you know. But it was like, you know, they were we recorded the vocals okay, down. It's not just me. Then. No, no, no. Yeah, I we recorded the vocals down in in Akron. It was a dark and stormy day, and I got off work. I drove down Akron, and the guy who recorded it, Joe, um, who wrote the first song on the compilation, um, was in a really bad mood, and he was really turned off by, I think, the vibe that the song had taken because it went pretty dark when Todd kind of came in and yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. So he was, like, iffy at that point. He's like, this will brighten it up. Yeah. Throw some freestyle on here, Doug. So I was like, I got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> and I did, I did four takes, each one worse than the last, I think. And, uh, and I could tell he was just like, he was just like, just get out of my house. Like, I'm just done with this. So I was like, just oh yeah, track take three or whatever. Let's use that, and uh, and um, you know that was it. Like it was, it was. I was there for about uh, twenty minutes tops, and and I, you know, I wrote the lyrics as I was like doing it, and and uh, it sounded like it. Yeah, yeah and I, I I tried something. You know, sometimes you got to experiment, and I, I know I'm busting your balls, man. But I mean, you've always had. You know, I mean, just the courage to get up there and perform, man. I've always had that anxiety that I needed to, you know, get all friggin' liquored up just to pick up a mic and stand in front of people. So my hat's off to you for, you know, doing it. And Full disclosure, it. he's not wearing a hat, so yeah. it's an empty <laughs> uh, gesture. <laughs> like everything else I've ever told you throughout our time together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, you know, it, was, it, it, it is what it is, but it was cool. That, you know, we could say, you know, where you can say with the Domain Cleveland name that we put something on. Yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, it was an experiment and I learned a lot and, um, you know, pretty much made every mistake you could possibly make um, doing it. So that was good. Um, Now, if I had been smart, I would have just, you know, then avoided those mistakes. But I've just been making them over and over again ever (laughs) since. But it was cool, and it's out there, and it's it's reached some really weird places, and we're you know every every once in a blue moon, I'll still get somebody saying, "Hey, how do I get a copy of it?" And I'm like, "Hey, just hook Todd up with one." Yeah, when he was in yeah. town, and yeah, Lisa Cavelli's got one, and yeah, you know, so she puts it, her co- coffee or mug on it or something. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Larry, you you uh, tell us about. 2003 to 2006 in your life what were, what was going on with your life yeah i'm trying to think is that the is that was that during the 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 fallout when uh because i'm thinking it when when did uh burning river 
When did you kind of branch out and know. do Burning River? Was that was that 2003? No, I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> I'm really... I, like, like you picked the like those were some specific years. I didn't, cause the, I'm like, what the hell does he know I, that I, I don't remember? Is that around the same time frame though that the comp came out? Well, like, the, yeah. So the comp came out in like spring of 2004. Oh, then in that case, during that period, I was telling people, "Hey, I'm a music producer." Because look, here's my picture in the liner notes ah, in this yeah, compilation yeah, yeah, yeah. CD that ah. that shows that I'm legit. Biggie, not so smalls. Yeah. <laughs> sugar Daddy, sh- Sugar Mac. So I don't know if it was that time period exactly, but yeah, at one point, um, I was like, you know, these two, they're just holding me back. I've, yeah. I have so much untapped potential. I'm a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, no, mostly I had. Uh, I want to say I got burned out on the music because I still love the music. But uh, burned out on me emailing you to throw this up and update that and do this. I, I wasn't going to say that because no, this let's is, be honest. This let's is your show. Uh, um, <laughs> no, uh, there, there had always been Dominic will be listening and be like, here, here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there had always been some um, misalignment on what we were doing with the website. Um, cause even after it was domain Cleveland and we're like, no, this is no longer about you, Bill. <laughs> Bill would still be like, no, it's vitally important that we have pictures of all our children on the website <laughs> and we update them regularly. So people know, um, and I would passively aggressively that my sperm works. forget to <laughs> post those for like months. And yeah, Bill, Bill would be like, dude, you get the pictures up. Dude. Was it just the pictures of the kids? Was that really <laughs> This is, this is private. So I was like, well, yeah, I was an asshole. So, Ooh, you know, I, but we started doing some other things. Like I, I had a recurring cancer benefit that I did. Yeah. And then for kind of a change of pace, because it was instead of, you know, this year, come see the same four bands at the fantasy for the cancer benefit. I, I started doing like, uh, we did a couple of like, um, like buffet dinner things that joints to raise money. And it became more than just music. And I started, you know, wanting to cover things like local sports. And, like, we had we had done some stuff with, like, local comics, like uh, Hot Carl and stuff, yeah. which totally didn't fit in with the music website. So I was like, we, we should make it just about entertainment. Bill was like, we can't change the name. I we'll j- add an E. Yeah. Bill was, like, adamant. We can't change the name. I, I've... I've taken my kids' college funds and blown it on Domain Cleveland merch that yeah. I haven't moved yet. I've got boxes of t-shirts. We got t-shirts and a we season to stickers. <laughs> we got hoodies. So I can't even sell the shirt. What the hell am I going to do with this stuff if we change the name? So stickers. I went off yeah. on my own and started another website that lasted pretty much until I got bored um, because I have no ability to follow through ever. Um, so yeah, this, this might've been right around that time. And yeah, it was, it was a combination of wanting to do other stuff and me being out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, you know, the, the, there was the, there was the infamous dollar bill birthday show at Peabody's where Bill told me to make sure to pay the bands. I asked him how much he had guaranteed the bands. 
and he freaked out. Why does he have to do ev- everything? And I'm like, no, I just need to know, like, if you promised them, like, a certain amount of money, what is it? God damn it, I'll do it myself. Christ, as you do one thing, and then I think he passed out, and I had to pay them anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Which mostly resulted that, in me getting beat up by Scarhead, Bad Luck 13, Ringworm. Well, Scarhead wasn't on that one, but yeah, Ringworm, Bad Luck 13. Oh, man, yeah, that was... Bad Luck probably, 13 is not a good that? band to get mad yeah, at. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I don't want that dude pissing me. That was, uh, I mean, it ended up, I think it ended, still ended up being a good show. Oh, it was a good but, show. Except for me just getting shit-faced and not being a good businessman when it came to the end of the night. <laughs> hey, where's that guarantee we had? I just put it at the bar. Look at me. It's my birthday. <laughs> so that was like, yeah. That was, um, hey, man, I, 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 I admit I've tried to make amends to everybody that will, will take them since then. Um, but it see it still seems to haunt me to this day that particular show. Yeah, there there was that one. That there was the the cease and desist where against somebody I won't say who against somebody's advice, Bill decided <laughs> it was totally completely legal for him to put out Domain Cleveland hoodies and T-shirts with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Darth Vader. Man, they look so cool, though, I will they say. They do look they, bad. They I look still so wear mine occasionally. Yeah. Still is day, but, people are like, but man, the first I time, wish you'd bring those back. But the first time Bill floated that, I was like, <laughs> so that's wildly illegal. We will get sued. We doubled our order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and? And, 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 and Bill's like, no, no, we got this. Um I don't even remember. They love me at the Rock Hall. I don't remember if you even had a justification. I do remember they loved me at the Rock Hall, and it was your friend from the Rock Hall who immediately said, dude, you need to take that shit down. Off the internet. (laughs) Get that off the webs. Yeah. So I still have that letter. I think it's in a filing cabinet here. You can maybe scan that and put that up on the... But, uh, yeah, the cease and desist showed up. Um, oh, that was and all- it and and you know what was it was kind of a bummer because I mean well for many reasons but yeah cease and desist <laughs> from the rock hall do not sell money these you shirts didn't have. yeah money I didn't have to try and make money that wasn't mine off of an image that wasn't mine <laughs> but through that whole thing I was like for the love of God can I at least get one from Lucasfilm you know with the header. I mean that's that's a friggin' collector's item, yeah. You know, but nope, not a peep for Darth Vader. But all about that Rock Hall image in the background. <laughs> I think that was around the time Getty Images came after us too for using um, a uh, a licensed photograph, which happened to be the album cover of a CD that we reviewed. And th- that's when I got to play lawyer and was posting it all over the website because I was putting together these like 10 paragraph legal summaries explaining how it fell under fair use and <laughs> like, like three page rebuttals when they came back and explained why it wasn't. And it, it, at one point, it's, part of it was, you know what, this go ahead and sue me. You'll, you'll, you'll get the five dollars I've invested into Domain Cleveland Enterprises and uh man it's just you know it's funny because like i mean you see that stuff all the time on other websites or even like i mean it it happens i mean i i see stuff photos that i've taken 
you know, all over the place, you know, from the road or, or whatever, and art that I've been involved with all over, but yeah, I guess yeah, I don't have the backing of Getty Images to follow <laughs> that stuff down. I don't even remember that. That's, I mean, I remember your, I, I couldn't remember what the original thing was. That but. was like Larry's fight, but I was just like, Damn, just don't freaking involve me. I got kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. But yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, like you were saying earlier with the compilation, you know, you, you learn as you go. Yeah, you know, you yeah, Make yeah. some mistakes along the way, get a couple, you know, get some lawyers involved. You start trying to learn quickly, or some of us don't, and. Here we are. <laughs> I mean, and, and you think about the website that we were doing and the time we were doing it, you know, who else was out locally doing what we were doing? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's other promoters. All their asses. Yeah, and now there's like a million of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was... a million Cleveland music scene. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, we are kind of, you know, like I said, man. I mean... Originators. We, we, we made all the mistakes to yeah, we, teach them We to. blazed the trail, <laughs> and then everybody else... You know, walked over our dead bodies to get yeah. to the promised land. We were a very good blueprint on what not to do, and we saved other people a lot of time and effort and money. And uh, but I think we had a good time doing it, right? Yeah, I think we had a blast, man. I remember like as we were kind of getting it going, we were getting our connections with the record labels, we were getting opportunities to go see the shows and interview the bands that we liked, and actually get form relationships with some of these people and do the reviews. You know, things were just were picking up so much that we were like, hey, kids, can you write a paragraph or two? You know, I'll get you into this show because, right. you know, I can't keep, you know, I'm already in enough trouble at home every time <laughs> I leave the house, you know. And pe- there was a time where people jumped at that. And, yeah. then, you know, now now it's like you try and get, hey, man, I'll get you in for free. You'll meet the band you like. You ask them some questions or record it. And, you, and I was like, I don't know, dude. That's you know, lot, it's like how work. people are like very yeah. picky. Or you go, I'll get you in for free. You'll take some pictures, you know, and man, it's like, yeah, it is. It's work today. You yeah. know, everything's easier. Everybody yeah. wanted like to do show that. reviews and CD reviews as long as it was Mushroom Head. You'd be like, hey, can you cover this for me? <laughs> yeah, or write a review. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you get the guys that are just like, you know, and then they start hooking up. You know, they, they, you know, they're, they're getting laid with the groupies or whatever, yeah. and they forget all about what their job was and everything. And. You know, and then they just start using your name to get into places. But you know, I'm not, I'm not holding any resentments. They use my name to get kicked out of places. <laughs> but uh, well, okay. So then, um, as Larry started branching out, um, we brought in that dude. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah, he had his own series on Showtime. <laughs> what Dexter? Oh yeah, Dexter. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think of his name. Yeah. And he was kind of my exit to Domain Cleveland. Like, like he basically sucked any last bit of fun that I ever, you know, any affinity that I had, I think he I mean, I'll give him the fact that he was, like, organized and he had, like, a business plan and all that shit, but we weren't corporate people. It's, like, almost like wearing suits and ties. But, but he did that, but, but every time we met with him, like I said, I liked myself less and less. And, <laughs> like... You know, I was starting to be more interested in, I wanted to put out more music after I did the comp. I was like, okay, let's, you know, I wanted to, to, to do, to put out and, and re-release like, you know, there was the original plan is re-release, you know, CDs that weren't in print anymore. Because he texted or took over the whole website then too. Yeah. And, and, and he, like to his credit, like he had this initial burst of like, cool, I'm going to 
kind of redesign it, and then it sat. Mm-hmm. And like he also, so I, I hired him at some point to do a site for my band, The Firmary, which still to this day is not done. <laughs> and uh, did he cash the check? He, oh yeah, I mean, you know, the, it was like seventy five bucks or something. But like he showed us, he was like, oh, "I got this demo of the site," and I was like, "Oh, it it looks good." And then that was it. Like he never did, <laughs> and he like, never touched anything else. the carrot. Yeah. yeah. No one else will ever see it. Yeah. <laughs> And you know he really was every he really pushed against having like the 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 label and putting out music and stuff. Like I remember at one point and again dating ourselves, we were at a uh, at a at a, uh, a meeting at a restaurant or whatever, and and uh, I was like, man, it'd be really cool if we could put like audio from the shows or audio from the interviews directly on the site. And he was like, no, 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 you can't, just can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's going to bog everything down, bog everything down. I wish I could find those audio recordings today. Now sitting there and transcribing before dragon and all that stuff, like typing. Okay. All right. Pause. All right. What do you say? Was that a, that or a, the, yeah. Yeah. Friggin' typing that crap out, you know, and no one reads today. Yeah. I had some damn good interviews. I know you guys did. Yeah. You know, and then if people want to go back to the archives, they're still up there to read. But man, if I could record those and put those out on this, I'll say on this, this now. In his defense. Fifteen years ago, with the money we invested in our infrastructure for the website, <laughs> it, it it wasn't feasible. I mean, he was right. Yeah. I'm not hearing that. Yeah, we, we could not have done it then so without spending money. The the suggestion that we came up with was to put clips onto our MySpace page. So that shows you where we were at at that point. Oh. I was like, okay, let's we'll do interviews on our MySpace. But then that's I where co- I found some of the old pictures. And I couldn't get. I think he wouldn't give me the login or something. And I was like, well, I can't upload anything. I don't know. But anyway, at that point, like I said, I was like, well, I'm doing, I want to focus on putting out music. I'm not doing shows as much anymore. I'm not at Cleveland Hits. I remember and... he did become kind of like, no one can get the password. Like, yeah. Protecting the friggin' the football for the nukes. Yeah. The nuke codes or and something. he kind of shut me down to where I was like, I had to go everything through him. And I just. And he took .com from us for a long time. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Because by that point, like I came back, but I was just. I was doing reviews. It's like, help me, Obi-Wan Larry. Yeah. I, I, only hope. Yeah. I was, I was doing some reviews and things like that. And yeah, it was like dumb crap. Like, I wanted to, like, update some of the venues. It's like, just send me the updates. I'll do it. I'm like, dude, it'll take me like 30 seconds. I just, th- yeah. this place no longer exists. And this place is on the list three times. That's all I'm going to do. No, no, just send them to me. Okay. Yeah, and, and yeah, so we 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 create this monster. We bring this dude in. Yeah, and he yeah. ran away with it for a little bit. Yeah, so I like I said to me at that point, I was like, all right, I don't, I don't have the time or the energy or patience to deal with him. I had gotten in. I I totally forgot about him too. So I wasn't the total asshole that drove you guys out. Well, no, no, let's say. Well, I mean, you know, let's, Cause that's not just uh, shortly after that <laughs> that episode was the whole dollar bill defending our freedom and whining on myspace every day about how he's not getting any love from the people in cleveland and how come nobody's updating the website and how come boobs over baghdad yeah (laughs) like like ah boobs over i I didn't realize we were going to go here because somewhere i found i still have the list you were emailing about something bitching about something 
And uh, I put together a list of since I was like, okay, since whatever random date we were talking about, I had something like Larry has posted 98 interviews or articles or something. You're like, Doug has posted 52. You had like two. <laughs> and you were like bitching about how, you know. You guys must keep me relevant. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, there was that. Yeah. <laughs> there was that. But yeah, and, and but I think think I think a lot of the bands that we were dealing with were going through things. So yeah. you know, we, like we we all were going. I mean, you. I remember you moving. I remember. I mean, obviously you went overseas. You know. Yeah, I remember before that too, because um, I got to touch touch on this one. Is just you know, um, you know, I lost my nephew to suicide. Yeah. And, and this was just right after nine eleven happened, two thousand one. This was like. You know, in November, you know, I lost him to suicide, and and so I'm already I'm already kind of messed up, you know, with my demons, my addictions, and stuff like that. That pushed me even further, you know, and but I tried to make a, tried to make a good thing out of a bad situation with Domain, and we started the annual suicide prevention mm-hmm. benefit concerts, um. Which, you know, I, I'm still proud of a lot of those to this day because then as time went on, I ended up getting to work with Derek Hess and he teamed up with me with his uh, stress clothing line and, and all that. And then J-Man with Fractured Transmitter. Um, but uh, that, where was I going with that? Because we were hating on me and I was trying to make me sound good again. Oh, was just have a point? Then, before, then, I went, then I went overseas and, you know. No, I mean, like I said, I think three dudes kind of coming together and kind of riding that roller coaster. Yeah, it was a circle jerk. <laughs> riding that roller coaster. It's not that any of us remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we did some good things and had some good times. And like I said, there was a there was a definitely transitions happening where we branched out. Like I said, you were kind of getting into the sports and, and doing other things and um, – you know, and I was getting more into the music, and and you know, Bill was doing the military stuff, and 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 he, we were all having kids, kids, kids. and <laughs> buying a house. I mean, I like I said, I yeah, I, I I got married at you know, kind of the tail end of when I was really busy, because I was like, we we Talk bought about a- king of self promotion though. Your whole uh, uh, engagement or uh, pr- proposal, yeah, you know, getting that on cable television and yeah. stuff, and there Craig. Yeah, you know, Craig in a Winnie, Winnie the Pooh costume. outfit. Got pictures of him holding Bianca up on his shoulders and Winnie <laughs> the Pooh outfit. Yeah, was, that was beautiful. Though. But like, so that was going on, and we bought a house, and then the market crashed, and I've been broke ever since. Like, I, you know, it was like a tidal wave just, you know, hit me, and I'm, I'm never gonna recover. You know, like my kids are gonna be paying off my debt because one, you know, one thing in in 2007 Two, or whatever. Yeah, it was like 2008. Yeah, it happened, and. and me being overseas at that time was a blessing in disguise because that saved my ass getting that, you know, tax-free yeah. money over there. I honestly, I, I got I got my place in like November of two thousand seven. So it was like if I'd bought my house like a week later, we have gotten all those like rebates that they came back and said, "Oh, well, here, We're like we just missed the deadline." So like, <laughs> it's just the ultimate kick, you know, in the nuts, but. Like so, yeah. I mean, that really All just made it. That thirteen faces review. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Karma's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, I, 
you but, know. I mean, where, where, what part did? Because uh, I mean, we're talking about the after effects of like a, a, a an approaching storm. But let's do a boom. Let's talk about did, when did that take place? Because you said. You wanted to branch out and keep doing music. And yeah. When you left Domain, you went on and did. Well, that, see, I didn't right? even see it as like because I was still doing reviews and the occasional interview and stuff. But again, I was just I was I, I just didn't know how to go about getting it on the site without having to go through some guy and a secret code and a you know handshake and a yeah. dark alley or whatever. But so yeah, I mean, I had the idea like two thousand five ish to. Um, yeah, re-release. Like I said, like I there's a band from my high school called District Five, and they had two CDs. And I was talking to the like right after they broke up, the the drummer and the singer moved to California, and the guitar player moved to Atlanta, and the bass player kind of went to college and lost touch with everybody. And they were like, "Yeah, we've got like a thousand CDs sitting around." You know, I was like, well, we should put those up for sale, you know, and it wouldn't cost them anything, wouldn't cost me anything, whatever, just put it out. And then that quickly turned into like, oh, we've got like 12 CDs of other bands and, you know, that that have come and gone but have product to, to move. And so we put some stuff up and, 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 and then I had uh, um, just the, the awful idea of working with a, a band that was getting going and, I, and i'm not gonna name names you know <laughs> but would you look at the sky <laughs> but but you know and I, and i knew like i said it, it you know i i i knew who was involved with the band and i knew the reputations and i <laughs> just decided went for it anyhow. i went for it anyway because i i i really like the ep be another uh rip the scab off for people that listen to this yeah i i i, I pre- i'm eventually supposed to have one of those guys on here too by the way well good tell him i said hi <laughs> tell him i'm still in debt from the mistakes i made uh but yeah so i i really liked their ep and i was like you know what you know i and it was it was good yeah what it, yeah you know, it was and uh, we put something out, and and was my money. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love listening to it. <laughs> and they, I mean, like really, like basically working with working with them, like when they kind of like snake oil salesed me, and and like literally, like like stole it's becoming like some kind of monster therapy session. Let's just get it all out. <laughs> Where so, on your bodies t- is still. Tell me about your relationship quick, with your mother. Quick story, quick story. <laughs> so I get a call, I'm at work and uh this band, whoever they are, uh Ohio, Shmai, they're like, "Hey, we've got a we've got a show and and we need more CDs." And I was like, "Well, they're at my house. If you know, if you need to go get them, I'll you know, do we had a key outside of the house or whatever? So they went over. Come into my home. They went over and they took. Made, made dinner. <laughs> <laughs> took a shit and did a flush. Drank all my top they, shelf scotch. They basically, uh, they took like the bin I had of all their stuff. It was a thousand CDs and 50 t-shirts and a thousand stickers. Took it all and then that was it. Never heard from them again. Like, you know, like they never you know yeah so it was just kind of like oh okay thanks yeah 
But again, so you know, and they're and they're. I don't think I even heard that part. Of oh that. yeah, yeah. They just they just took the stuff out of my house they and then. Freaking, you gave him a key to rob you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I was on the phone with them, like, "Don't worry about it. my dog's nice because you're friendly." <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, like that was it. Like they were like, "Oh yeah, we're uh, like they never never called, never emailed, never nothing." And then they, like somebody was like, "Oh, they're working with." Somebody else, they've got like a manager and, and, and they're like, hey, dog, we need more CDs. Yeah, can you put up more CDs? So like, but what happened was like, I mean, as it always happens with him, Rob Montague got kicked out weeks later, you know, or, or quit or whatever, you know, I mean, they they separated, they, they, they separated and, and, uh, went in a different direction. But like, um, and I think there's, I, I think Vinny's like the only or, or whoever with this band is, uh, <laughs> Schmini is the only original guy. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it yeah, that was. Well, everybody that, knew what they were doing. Everybody involved, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. They knew, they knew what they were doing. They knew how wrong it was. And and I I was so hesitant to work with them. And they kept no no no. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. Whatever. And I, Goes you know, back to that flopping fish and they just and they, <laughs> cast the line and you bit. <laughs> so I was the flopping fish at that point and. And basically at that point, I said, well, that was more budget than I, you know, I put so much into them to get those CDs done and get the T-shirts printed and some of the booking and, you and know, we Chris started Poland to do. started a bowling league. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of, a lot of stories. Uh, but yeah, so then, so then I basically had to fold. Like I, that was it. I couldn't, I was like, you know, I, I can't keep dumping money into this right now and having bands kind of do that, you know? So I, I I pretty much stopped promoting at that point and and closed up shop for a while. So hey, good times, man. It's good to see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna cry themselves asleep in the pillow tonight? <laughs> but well, I mean, I mean, if we're gonna, I mean, I I just I'm glad you were willing to talk about that, even though I didn't give you any fair warning at a time. But it's like let's, I mean, let's. Yeah. Talk about everything that we've, all the experience and stuff we've been, the ups and downs, man. Yeah, exactly. Like no, I, said, it, I mean, I know the mistakes, a lot of the mistakes I made. I'm, I, I mean, I consider it, uh, you know, it, it almost sometimes with the shit I put you guys through, it's a blessing that I have you both in my home today, you know, uh, uh, you know, because I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have blamed you for not wanting to talk to me anymore and this and that and. Oh yeah, your uh, subway gift cards are. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually didn't. I I, I thought there was going to be some sort of you know food. I was told there'd be cake or uh... get royalties for this, right? No, see, I never, I never was like, like I don't remember ever being like, well, I'm not putting up with this from from Bill or from Larry anymore. You know, for me, it was just like I said, it was the. It was tougher and tougher to book shows, and the bands that I wanted to book weren't coming as much anymore. So that you know, this is not as much fun as it used to be. We started having families too, and yeah, the family stuff, and there. yeah, and then you're the, the only one whose marriage has lasted. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but you know, our kids, me and Larry's kids, still talk to us. So it's yeah. well, one of mine. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, now that you say that, 2005, that was when uh, my ex-wife and I separated, and so I went from you know a two-income household that was barely getting by to a one income household paying child support. Yeah, yeah, but you had like direct deposit to executives then back then that, too. So that, that was also <laughs> is Amber's cabaret. Oh. Um, 
That was also when I lost my job. Wound up having to move in with my parents for a while. Remember the Dodge Durango? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a brilliant investment on my part. Um, and, and, yeah, it, it became about the money, A, because I had no money. I was broke. B, I was living down in Medina at my parents' house. And because I'm friggin' stupid, I was still trying every so often to book shows. And I still had this mindset that at the end of the night, I got to make sure the bands are getting something. Even if the show made no money and it's coming out of my pocket, which wound up being not a sustainable business model. Yeah. Yeah. I remember having that situation happen, booking cold as life one time. See, that was a problem with me getting in the hardcore <laughs> scene. You know, I, I I thought I was just like, oh, this is going to be just going to draw great. Friggin' nothing. And when you have to go to the ATM machine yeah, and you take grocery yeah. money out and hand yeah. it because you don't want your throat getting slit, yeah. you know, that's when it's like, all right, I got to start re- rethinking about uh, some I, of these things. So, like, these local bands will get over it, you know, but... <laughs> This I, guy, these guys from Detroit, they'll really kill me. Yeah, I, I booked um, the Dresden Dolls um, oh, yeah. and Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum at the Grog Shop. And I was like, okay, here's two bands that have two different crowds. So they both, you know, they're from out of town, but they have they both have some buzz going. Um, it was At least one of them has to hit. At least one of them has to hit. But we're going to do it way out on the east side. And yeah, well, <laughs> so, well so they, and, and this, this is the worst part was. Tuesday. Grog shop on a you Grog shop on a Tuesday. So they you know, I had talked to them about a show and then the Grog Shop messaged me and they said, Hey, we talked to Dresden Dolls, we have a date booked, but if you wanna kinda act as the promoter, you can kinda take over the show. And I just should not have done it. Like <laughs> you I can take I, over the expenses too. Yeah. So By the way, here's their guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that was kinda shisty is they had a third band on the bill. Which was basically one of the members of the band doing like a solo thing, and they want like so there was like a third basically fee that just should, you yeah, know a, th- a third band with no draw because it was a guy from one of the other two. Yeah, and and they got the flu and they didn't play. <laughs> they still, but anyway, so so Tuesday, you know, like I and I I did not I will say I did not do the best job in promoting the show because it was kind of a rush thing because they had already had it booked. And was already in motion. Um, I didn't do a great job of getting over it, like to the east side much and promoting is and, and and whatnot. And it was a Tuesday night, and the day of the show, we got about a foot and a half of snow, and like the approaching snowstorm. Yeah, and it was it was just you know dead on the street. Like there was nothing going on. The show was amazing, I will say. They were so good. They were both bands were amazing. But yes, I had to make that march to the ATM and and I was like, man, I, I you know, I I just, you know And and was this after you and Michelle are already married too? Uh I don't think we were married yet. Okay, so I you think didn't we have were, to go home and explain that to Yeah, we were I think we were engaged and it, yeah, I but you know, she and she was there. She actually she she was at that show, and so she saw the crowd, so she knew what the deal was. <laughs> she, she knew not to expect any Christmas presents that year. But yeah, I mean, you know, it happens, and I don't think it was like necessarily like a, like I said. There goes that ring I've been looking at in sales. <laughs> so yeah, I think some of those things, and then and then shortly after that, I had a show at the symposium, and I was at the show, and I realized I'd booked it just to book it because the band 
had they had done some other shows and, and had drawn well and I wanted to, you know but I wasn't even like a fan of the band and I didn't even necessarily like the you thought you were people. Recoup. <laughs> it's like gambling you know yeah, I, you feel the night yeah you know, so I kind of did it and then I was there and I was like what am I doing yeah, I booked the show I'm not even enjoying the show that exactly <laughs> yeah and people came and and whatever and I probably you know but I you know that's when I, I knew I was like man if, if I'm if I'm showing up and I'm not enjoying it and I'm booking a show just to book a show and to fill a night and whatever, like what's, you know, what's the point, you know? So the, yeah, I think it was like a natural ending point. Like I still, obviously I'm still involved with bands and I still, you know, love music and all that. And, um, yeah, I think honestly too, for me is just like, uh, that's the part I hated was the booking the shows and I think yeah. my anxiety and fear and just taking it all personal people didn't show up is because they hated me well, it had nothing to do with the bands you know I just took it so friggin personal and it was just like <clears throat> I thought it was a reflection of me and I would just keep drinking to make uh, that that hurt go away and which wasn't a good business model because if it did make money uh, yeah I could never afford it for me one for you, <laughs> you know, and uh yeah, dude, it was just there was too much stress with that, and then you deal with the, you know, the 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 local bands that thought they were you know Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. Like, yeah. They didn't like what time you had them set to go on, and oh, it just so happens Joe, our guitar player, is working until nine. You know, yeah, so we have yeah. to go on later, and dealing with all that headaches. I mean, we, I mean, there, I'll be always grateful and thankful for the, you know. The, the Steve and uh, Tommy Schaffner and, you know, the Caratomas and the, uh, um, man, HRA, you know, Fatback, all the guys that were just always willing to put Garmin Bosia, you know, yeah. all those, all those regulars, you know, the ones that we became friends with. Right. And they were easy to work with and they were total professionals. But then you go out on a limb with some of these other guys and it was just like, it was just a freaking pain in the ass, man. And I, I don't think I would. You know, if I were ever to book anything again, it'd probably be like a one-time year thing. Like, I w- well, maybe when I hit 50, we'll bring back the dollar bill birthday bash. <laughs> one but, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but, yeah, that's why hats off to people like Dan Jansen who have been able to make it something, and now he's doing incarceration. This year yeah, festivals. yeah. So get some of these guys we came up around with to, to stay level-headed and be able to do – what what they do but yeah I, I i mean i still love music i still love the i'm still grateful for the friendships and relationships that we made during that time and that's why i'm you know let me that's why i'm doing this pot it's easier to give everybody a microphone and let's talk and share stories and throw that up on a website than it is to try and book you know and that way you know it's like it, you know i don't owe anybody money afterwards <laughs> we'll talk so <laughs> but you know and i think I have to go back, but you know, like so, I've had like Endoria and the Firmary, the stuff with Chuck, you know, done these different projects over the years and played shows and, you know, was on it from the other side or whatever. And you know, someday I guess just the goal is is I'm I'm hoping that you know Domain Cleveland will review one of our shows or come to one of our shows or mention one of the bands. I barely go to any of Larry Man or you know. You know, it's just something I'm working towards. It's a, a life goal that maybe review a CD or, you know. No, I actually sent, I, the one you gave me, I sent to John Capri. I'm still waiting for him. 
<laughs> Still waiting for his that, feedback. I, like, if, Somebody, if, it, John's going to get a hold of this, and then my phone's going to blow up. Yeah. In, in, in my, if, it's nothing but love, John. Come on, yeah, let's go to... Uh, and, and that barbecue place in North Olmsted. I've I haven't reviewed a Ringworm show in several years, uh, you know, just in case. And well, he's not with them anymore. Oh, really? It's been a while. Yeah. I'm back. So, so much yeah. afraid of I'm back. <laughs> it's been a while. Going again. He man, really? <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while. I don't know. Hmm. I don't want to talk about things I know nothing about. Other oh, I do. No so things. let me tell you <laughs> what. I'm pretty sure I reviewed all of the uh, Indoria. Yes. Approaching storm uh, for yeah. man to fly. Probably out of that burning river side. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think you wanted me to review your CDs on your website, and I was like, I think people might question the impartiality there. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, my boss funny, says funny I loved funny. this CD. I, <laughs> I, I'll be willing to rip apart some Endoria right now. You, you, give me you don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for a special peek at the... Uh... Hey, does anybody got that lion sample from Soldier of Fortune? Wow! That is badass. We got to play that. Wow! Like... <laughs> uh, I'm just like, man, freaking... the A-Team never picked this up in their oh, show. Oh, you know? man. It, it, when they made that movie uh, with Liam Neeson as... Uh... The head... Yeah, I was like, come on, man. I got a song throw for you. Throw us a bone. Come on. So, yeah, so then, I, I mean, I guess that brings us kind of to today, right? Is that pretty much the history of, you know, what started Domain Cleveland and, you know, what's everybody kind of... Yeah. You, know, you briefly mentioned, you know, working with Chuck. You want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, sure. Uh, so, Chuck is this guy, Chuck Mosley, uh, who um, I met in 97... Uh, at the Agora, and I will tell a quick story. Uh, I went to the Agora to see Faith and More, the Flopping Fish band, if you don't know. I haven't pieced that together yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I walked in the Agora, and Chuck was standing, just standing there, and I was like, that's Chuck Mosley. What tour was that? Uh, album of the Year tour, 97, September 23rd. Yeah, that's the one I went with. I went with Jay and Roxy and Marco. And yeah. Me and Roxy just talked about it the other night at the Altar Boys thing, how I really upset her at her house, and I almost got wasn't able to go with him to the show because I popped something in her VCR that I thought everybody would find amusing. And, uh, huh. you know, just I, that, that I, I offended Roxy, then I must have been something pretty <laughs> That That happened just at once, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we bugged and made up. Hey, what do you know? Hey, but, what are you gonna do? But yeah, it was that 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 night. I couldn't even like go talk to Ro- her. Roxy the put night. me on the guest list for the Halloween show, and Bill had to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk in, I see Chuck. I went up, started talking to him, and he was you know spacey but uh, very very polite. And uh, as I was talking to him, um, a guy, another guy came up, and he was like, "Hey, you know," and and Chuck gave him like a little uh, paper ticket. And then the guy left, and then I was talking to Chuck Literally a little bit you more. Know his acid. No, just kidding. <laughs> so, so, well, so the guy came back again and said something to Chuck. Chuck gave him another ticket, and I was like, "What's that?" He's like, "Oh, backstage passes." And I was like, "Oh, cool. Can I grab one?" He's like, "That was my last two. <laughs> so I was like, "Ah, okay." Wait until you, you got to watch the last two go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Popson comes over. 
he had just interviewed Patton for his zine. Uh, Dog collar. Yeah. And I, I forget what that was back then. But I feel like it was even before that. Cause it, like, I remember him interviewing Patton in like 99 for Bungle. But anyway. Um, I digress. Yeah. So he, he, he had just been backstage and then Hatrix walked up. And here I am talking to Hatrix, Pops, and, and Mosley. And I'm like, these are like, th- you know, three of my favorite singers and my fourth favorite singers here in the building. Like, this is yeah crazy, right? It's like holy ground. Yeah. You know? So, I you know, I ended up talking to him. And and and, and shortly after that, um, I saw VUA. And then I saw him at a couple other shows. And we kind of struck up a friendship. And um, and then when I was doing Cleveland Hits, he came down there. And then, I you know, we started booking shows. VUA did some of the shows. And, um, you know, whatever. And... So in 2006, five-ish area, when I was doing Approaching Storm, I went to Chuck and I said, look, VUA is kind of stalled out. All the guys are doing other things and touring and whatever, and you don't have a label and the the record's not done. I said, my buddy Adam has a studio. Why don't I give you a couple bucks, come in the studio and record like six acoustic songs? And he was like, that's a really bad idea. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, I'm terrible at guitar. I'm worse at singing. And, you know, I I, I want to do, you know, louder stuff, whatever. I said, okay, okay. So then he called me like a month or two later and he's like, you know what? I might totally do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm desperate for money. Let's talk more. So he's, he was working the kitchen at High Five? It was, or? well, so he, he right, right around then, he had a double hernia, so he couldn't work. Wow. So he was desperate for money. So he was like, maybe we could do this. And, and, and he's like, he's like, meet me or take me over. We're going to go over to the studio where I was recording VUA. So we went over there and we talked to Michael Seifert who was uh, running the studio. And Chuck was like, how do I finish? Like, how do I finish this VUA album? You know, I want to get this done and then maybe do this acoustic thing. And Michael was like, you know, actually I'm, um, I'm, uh, starting a label. He's like, so why don't you, sign with me and I will get the VUA album done and notebook paper and some crayon <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah so then so Chuck was like well you know should I do it or you want to do your thing and I'm like you, I mean technically you could do both you know like I'm, yeah. I'm talking a couple weekends playing simple acoustic tunes or whatever and he was like yeah nah that's cool so anyway flash forward uh, 10 years it's 2016 and the um, the VUA album, VUA album has kind of come and gone, and the label has come and gone. And Chuck was like, "Hey, I was thinking about your idea. Maybe we should do it." And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, maybe we could do like an acoustic tour, and and uh, you know, kind of draw on the VUA stuff and the Cement stuff and the Faith the More stuff and the Haircuts the Kill stuff and the animated stuff and." And maybe throw in a couple new tunes and a couple covers. He's like, but you got to come with me. And I was like, bro. Not go yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm married. I have kids. I'm in debt because of the housing crash and because of other various bad decisions. Uh, <clears throat> Bill Bailey. And like, um, <laughs> you know, whatever. And my wife was like, you know what? Maybe you should do it. And I was like. Once a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, but know, I was like, liberty. okay. There's only a couple ways that this That's ends. Love right there too. Michelle. Oh, tall man. Yeah, Pops. without Michelle, the that tour, the tour does not happen, guaranteed. Um, and 
so he asked me first in February and I said, no, he asked me again in March. I said, no, in April, my company had been bought out by a bigger company and they basically made it clear by not paying our commissions for three months that they didn't want us there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And, and they kept having different excuses and I was like, you know, so so we're going to go with these guys from the Ohio sky. uh, (laughs) So you fired them? Well, no, we just stopped paying. Yeah. We basically (laughs) stopped paying them and you know, it was, they, they, they really, yeah, they basically, it would have been nicer if they went in my house and stole a bunch of CDs and (laughs) t-shirts that I had paid for. That would have been more courteous. At least I would have known what was happening, you know? So, so finally I was like, you know what, if, if she's okay with it and the offer's still on the table and he said, yeah. So yeah, we jumped on the road, 2016, 2017, played 160 some shows in four or five countries Recorded an album, recorded a couple covers, uh, got to be a part of two Faith and More reunion shows with Chuck, which was insane. Uh, dealt with a whole bunch of stuff, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty incredible. Still like a dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so, awesome. so was so was that conversation? Look, honey. Um, I'm not actually bringing in any money to help the household anyway. So, so can I go on tour? I mean, she, like I said, she like won't she, be losing anything if yeah. I'm not here. Yeah, She'll be losing, looking at me, yeah. loathing. Yeah, she, yeah, she for, was. For the next few months, you, you you at least won't have to feed me. Absence so you can save the, some money. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> she no, she was the cheerleader from the start. I was the one who was like, no, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. I I, I have to be responsible. And she's like, when have you ever been responsible? Like, <laughs> you know, come on, yeah. Look, Look inside yourself. You know that when it's a bad idea, that's when you go for it. Yeah, and 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 it it I f- fell in love with you. It felt like like I really was like down on myself until July. So it was like two months later that the company got rid of the sales force. So I I you know I mean you know yeah it would have been so, I, some of those poor bastards worked two more months without getting paid well so they <laughs> they were they were paying us they were just like three months they were constantly like three months behind uh, uh, so they would be like oh we've got uh we just uh talked to uh so-and-so and and uh they found the glitch in the system like there was always some like thing you know but they and then they were like Oh yeah, um, we thought that you know Ohio had changed the mileage to this, but it, uh, you know, so we'll we'll reimburse you the difference on the next one. And <laughs> it was just so shysty. Um, yeah, it was it was it was uh, it was really crazy. And 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 like they took away the company car. They took away like they just kept. Nobody cares. Let's get back to Chuck. So. <laughs> <laughs> My kids were st- um, so yeah. They made no- me work in the basement and took away my red stapler. <laughs> <laughs> they actually made a documentary about it. Uh, TPS reports. So um, yeah, 2016. It was just it was him and I. We did uh, we did several short runs around the U.S. Um, short round. Short round was there for a couple of the shows, which was great. Um, we didn't have time for love, uh, Doctor Jones, but uh, Doctor Jones, lady. But uh, I felt like my heart was ripped out, it's still beating. <laughs> We're all of a sudden done. Hum lum shuba, hum lum shuba, hum lum shuba. <laughs> so we played at the Kalima, and uh, <laughs> chilled monkey brains. Uh, we we uh, was the first single. <laughs> 
we now we're hitting our rhythm yeah, almost we, two hours into it welcome back everybody <laughs> domain cleveland entertainment uh we we played in on long island and and Roddy bottom from faith and more came out and did an imperial teen song with us which was awesome that was kind of like a highlight um we we did 30 dates in england scotland wales and and france which I is, digress. Maybe we'll oh, finally yeah. get that cease and desist from Lucasfilm <laughs> Indiana Jones references. But anyway, go <laughs> So maybe they'll crack the whip. Yeah, I don't know. So but like we had a we had a bass player over in the UK um named Andy who was I believe he's been sainted since. Um he originally I reached out to him about booking a show in, in Edinburgh. And he was like, oh, I'm, you know, I, I went to school in Cambridge and I, I might be able to get you a couple of other shows. And within like two weeks, he was like, he had booked like six of our shows. He was coming with us as our driver. We were staying at his house for a couple nights. Nice. And then he, he brought a bass and he ended up playing bass with us after the first couple nights. He learned Just the songs. You guys into his house alone should have got him singing it. Oh, it was, <laughs> uh, you know, so he. He put up with a lot. He had to do all the driving because we weren't insured and they were driving on the other side of the road yeah, and it was yeah. a stick shift and, you know, so he put up with a ton. We passed around a cold and he had to listen to his snoring all the time and, and uh, you know, like that was, I know he, he did so much for that, you know, to make that a, a success and it was awesome I and mean, that was that was amazing. It, you know, it felt like a real thing and uh, at that point. And then we had to take some time off so Chuck could deal with some stuff and then we got back rolling in 2017 but we had two other guys we had a bass player and a guitar player because once we had had a bass player it sounded so empty just being the two of us you know so then we kind of tried to do like a full band thing um and uh played another like i said whatever 80 shows in in 2017 and stopped to record three days with with matt wallace in la and um and then two more day, uh, another day we record two more songs in Salt Lake City, um, and uh, yeah, played our last show November third, opening up for Dog Fashion Disco, which kind of brought it all full circle, nice. um, and uh, uh, Chuck's that day, um, uh, a CD came out by the band Primitive Race with Chuck on vocals. It sounds really good. Um, and, uh, then six days later he passed away and, uh, I've been in a fog ever since. Here I am. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine like, I mean, you get somebody you've looked up to, you know, as a hero, you get to, I mean, you had that opportunity to bond with this guy on the road. You had to become yeah. pretty tight, man. And I mean, as much as it sucks to lose a man, there's so many people I bet that would have loved to have been in your shoes, you know, to have that experience. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, I do wear nice shoes and, uh, yeah, no, it's like so many things had to align to make that whole thing possible. And like I said, you know, like Michelle was the, the main cog in that, that wheel, like kind of just letting it happen, um, and putting up with our hijinks and stuff. Um, and, or lack thereof but uh yeah i mean uh you know some of the contacts that i made 
while on the road, uh, like one of the guys he played five or six shows with us on guitar, Drew Fortier, um, he wrote and is directing a movie uh, called Dwellers that he asked me to be a part of. Um, and he was filming in Canton, and then he said, hey, I need I need to fill a role where I need somebody intense and can maybe be a little bit dark and um, whatnot to kind of play a homeless character. And I said, well, I know Jeff Hatrix uh, has has some acting experience, and and his voice alone, he can he can just sound intense and creepy and dark if he wants to. And so we brought him on board, and he filmed, and he was awesome, um, and did all the stuff basically in a take, like one long take. And uh, I can't wait to see that how so that all came out in a movie, like we started in the beginning. Yeah, you know? and 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 when. When Jeff was filming, when he got done, he, we were talking a little bit, and he's like, "So, have you, have you done anything with Domain Cleveland?" And I was like, "I don't know enough about wrestling to uh, <laughs> to be involved." <laughs> I was like, "I, I, I I'm, I, you know, I've written some reviews here and there, but I just, you know, I just don't know much uh, enough about wrestling." So as I stare at the WrestleMania like, thing, damn it, I meant real sports, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and and actually, and it's funny because when I was when I was in uh, high school I wrote a, a horror movie and I asked Jeff to be in it and he said yes and uh, Mark Hunter who I went to high school with and he was in my brother's band um, he was going to be in it and Damian Perry from Red Giant was going to be in it and it's so funny that like through the years since then I've kind of crossed paths with those guys here and there doing other things so then to come full circle and you know, being a movie with uh, with Hatrix and, and just get to be there watching him work was awesome. Despite, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs, but despite the downs, man, it sounds like there's a, still a, way too many ups to look back with some gratitude. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You've got the experience. And, yeah. You know? I mean, you know, uh, I think it's going to take several years to be able to look back. You know, like right now it's still too, like, I mean, it's, it's coming up on two years now that he passed, but it's still too fresh to like it, part of it. Cause I wrote it, like I wrote a book so that I've been living that, you know, reliving those nights and memories and going through the photos and the audio. And then I, I did the, we did this, the two song single that came out in April and now we're doing a live record and it's just like, it's constant reminders, you know, I think once this stuff is out and once the solo record is out, you know, and then I can just kind of like put it aside and then look back and be like, wow, that we, that was pretty incredible right now it's just like <laughs> you know but yeah so so larry what's been going on in the, the world of larry mac now since i i have no stories no stories nothing, <laughs> like nothing to share no i mean Set you know, wasteland occasionally yeah I, I, I have you know friends i made you know you know with some of the bands and you had more friends at max sabbath than i did when we were there well, yeah, but I didn't meet them through Domain Cleveland, so that's not right. Domain Cleveland. So. Uh, <laughs> um, no, like, I certainly found a lot of bands I wouldn't have found otherwise. Um, you know, like Dog Fashion Disco. You know, I, I have, you know, some of the highlights of some of the interviews that I did, like the fact that, you know, I forget how many times I got to interview Dave Brocky. Oh, which, which man, was great yeah. and you know he, he was one of the ones who surprised me just because you know 
here's Dave Brocky, who's freaking odorous, yeah. and I'm fucking me. Larry Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm nobody. <laughs> and um, like I, I think it was like the maybe the second time I interviewed him or whatever. Um, he remembered you. Well, we were on the tour bus, <clears throat> and we were just bullshit, like not really into the interview yet. And I made some kind of comment. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I made a comment about, you know, local bands, you know, just grabbing a beer or whatever. And he, like, because he was just sort of chilling out in the back, in the bunk, he, like, jumps up and he's like, oh, my God, I'm such an asshole. Do you want a beer? Let me get you a beer. And he, like, goes over. What beer? Here, you know what? Have you tried, you know, this? Drink this. This is good. But, yeah, then there was one where I made, again, I made a comment about, like, well, because, like, last year when you came through, he's like, oh, You offered yeah. me a beer. <laughs> well, no, he, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we were talking about your daughters. I was like, yeah, how, how the hell do you know that? I don't post <laughs> pictures of them on the website. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I remember it. Why do you remember it? But, yeah, so. Bless you. You know, I, I got to do stuff like that. I got to, you know, I'm still friends with a lot of local bands that occasionally I'll go out and see. Um, For the record, Larry didn't say bless you. I did not. Um, well, he's in the middle of the story. Yeah. Um, this is important stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm adding this to the historical archives. Um, but no, I, I mean, I, I, I haven't gotten to chase my dreams. I've been busy digging myself out of debt and uh, uh, working and drinking myself into an early grave. Um, and that takes up most of my time. You know, I, I try to get out to shows when I can and... Uh, but, you know, certain other friends of ours who I met through the Domain Cleveland days insist on charging me 10 bucks for a PBR when I go to their informal concert for news. But it, I'm not going to drop any names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I, when I look back, too, it, it's just like a lot of, you know, a lot of learn, growing pains, learning, uh, you know the person that I was and who I didn't like who I was going overseas, coming back, trying to become a new person, a better person for my kids, but always has that, that love like domain Cleveland and Cleveland music or music in general is like the mafia. It keeps pulling you back. You, you uh, away, I'm not going to have nothing to do with this anymore. And, and it kind of pulls you back in. And I'm just grateful for a lot of the relationships I made, man. A lot of the friendships that I have till this day, uh, now able to do some of this stuff. My both my girls love music, although we have very different musical tastes. Able to use this for them. They have an opportunity to meet some of the bands that they like, and um, man, totally grateful for that. You know, I look back at you know, like you said that you're always interviewing Dave Brocky, becoming friends. Man, at one time I had a good friendship with Randy Bly of uh lamb of god you know because of domain we started interviewing tour bus hit it off and uh one time i i actually when i was training down in virginia or whatever for navy reserves i got to i had the, like a three-day weekend or whatever and we got i got to go up to stay with him in richmond him and his wife and just always going to be grateful for that but then in typical dollar bill fashion i blew that bridge up and i still owe randy an amends and Hopefully I'll be able to make it someday because he was uh, awesome. Uh, you know, another one of those uh, because of domain, you know, a f friendship got formed, you know, and I mean, Frank, hate breed, you know, I'll be hooking up with those guys when I'm out in Seattle. Um, 
you know, and now that I'm not that dollar bill guy anymore, people actually want to have me around, you know. It's actually not true. Um, Uh, I have it on good authority. We we usually discuss the fact that Bill ain't going to come and tell us how many days he's been sober, is he? It's 10 years now, but... uh, Congratulations. I remember being on a death Deadpool uh, at one t- one point, you know, nah. with uh, the, our good old friends from Mushroom Head. You know, every, when's he going to die? You know, Jeez. this guy's on his way, and especially when I went overseas and I came home. How long is this sobriety going to last, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm finally learning how to grow up and try and be a better person because of it. So, For the record, I have been sober 43 days. Yeah? Not in a row. <laughs> like in my life. <laughs> Had to be 43, though. 43, yeah. You know, everything goes back to them. It's all their fault. But, uh, well, um, I guess that brings most of us current, right? You know? For the most part, Doug, you look like you had something else you wanted to Oh, no, I'm a space case. I uh, was going to start off and uh, I was trying to remember if I... Uh, you having a stroke? <laughs> I was <laughs> trying to remember if somebody picked up his kids. Yeah, whoops. No, I I, yeah, I didn't get to tell Yeah, I got a text uh, just as we were starting in that. So the original timeline, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm good. This is uh, probably one of the longest recording ever. Yeah, you can cut out Larry's stuff. So, like... <laughs> But yeah, no, it was uh, good times and uh, great oldies and uh, glad to be here. So I want to ask you guys some of the questions I ask most of the people I have on here. Try and get uh, some of those in here. Um, And, you know, everybody's got different answers. But what would you say uh, songs that have inspired you the most in life? If there's like a couple songs that are just those songs that help, you know. Pulled on your heartstrings, which, what ones would those be? I don't really have heartstrings. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, anything that kind of like, just like, man, I can listen to that jam nonstop. Logical song by Supertramp. Yeah? Yep, love it. To this day. Uh, I have to say, uh, uh, and that's why they call it the blues by Elton John. I feel like... uh, It was an early uh, Back to Kids Incorporated song that I think... uh, (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, we care a lot by Faith No More. It's not my favorite Faith No More song, but it's the first song I heard from the Chuck era, and I heard it through my brother's, like through the wall that separated my room from my brother's room, and I and I, I just remember hearing it, and things have not been the same since. Uh, I, I th- a lot of obviously a lot of the Chuck songs <laughs> mean, mean a lot. Um, I would say that. And different by Mushroomhead, I would say um, "Ex Cowboy" by a band called Mogwai was a is a still just an instant classic. Every time I hear it, it just kind of puts things into perspective. Uh, convictions, unified culture. I mean, you know, you can go down the list of classics. Uh, you know, uh, local Cleveland stuff. I mean, you throw in some integrity. You throw in. Uh, Again and again by Ringworm. I mean, there's just staples in the in the playlist, you know, like yeah, yeah. that uh, that that you know. I think again and again I go back to and and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I would be like they kept asking me if I was going to pay them again and again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do have to also throw in um, Aces High by Iron Maiden, just because uh, like eighth grade 
buddy of mine was like, you need to check out these guys, Iron Maiden. And I knew nothing about them because they certainly weren't getting any radio play at the time and there were no interwebs. So uh, I, I went and grabbed the first album I could find, which was Power Slave. And the first track was Aces High. And before the track was done, I was like, this is my new favorite band. Nice. All right. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't realize we were going to be going this long. Uh, <laughs> favorite toy as a child and why? The, my Death Star. Like, oh. like when I got the Death Star for Christmas, that was my favorite toy. Yeah, I can't top that. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I, that, 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 that's not even an opinion. That's just the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Larry's Death Star on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the stupid, like, foam bullcrap that was in the trash compactor with the monster, the little... The little foam blocks. Yeah. Nice. I, I, yeah, yeah. I had Digabot, which had the foam in the, you know, the oh, swamp, yeah. but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So that would you guys had to say. All right. Uh, let me see. Three people who have inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today. And I, we'll, we'll wrap it up after that one. We're going to rap after that one? Yeah. No, we've heard you're rapping. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. It hurts. Katie. The Ayatollah Khomeini. <laughs> Buddha. <sighs> and um, Caitlin, the bartender uh, at the Park Tavern. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dollar Bill. Doug and um, Dexter. No, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's a fine, upstanding gentleman. Yeah. Like, I would say my dad, definitely, even though that sounds totally cliched. And my dad probably does not want to be associated with, with, with making me the man I am today. He's like, no, don't give me <laughs> Who? any of the blame for that. Um. Yeah, so he would be one. Now you give your first one. I think my second. So, I mean, I guess in a similar vein, I'd have to. You know, my brother obviously was a huge influence and and kind of blazed the trail and introduced me to a lot of music, even if he wouldn't let me listen to it because he was too cool to associate with me. But seeing him get into bands and seeing him go to concerts and and whatnot, I think he opened up a lot of doors and made it a lot easier for me to slide in. Bill, what's your first one? Um, I mean, I'll be cliche too and say my dad. Um, he, Sorry, Dad. He's uh, yeah, he's uh, um, man. I mean, I'd like to say I picked up his hard work ethic and stuff like that, but I didn't. But uh, he uh, definitely um, still somebody I look. Up. I mean, I just remember, you know, that the the words of wisdom that somebody tries to give you, but you're at at the point they're giving it to you, at the age they're giving it to you. It's just like you think it went in one ear and out the other. Yeah, 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 for sure. I look back and at some of those things he said, like, you know, um, you know, like knowledge is power. The more you know, the further you go. Your future's in your two hands. All the good stuff he tried, you know, mm. passing on that I didn't want to hear. And now I try and, you know, pass those on to my kids. So 
always be grateful. Now I'm finally like feel like I'm finally pursuing and doing the things. I remember when they came to a, a Domain Cleveland show at Peabody's, and you guys knew my dad, yeah, you know, and my mom. And it was back when they were still smoking allowed in the bars and everything, and how much he hated smoking. And yeah. He was just like, son, you got to find, you should find something, you know? <laughs> stick with UPS, stick with something else, you know? Whatever. But, uh, you know, it, it was a packed house, man. So yeah. I, it was actually one of my better shows. So I was nice. just happy to, that they got to see it. They might not have got it, and but, yeah. you know? But uh, definitely my dad, I'll say my mom too today, my mom, you know, during my dad's last years, you know, I mean, I saw till death do us part in living, breathing, you know, my mom just helping him to the bathroom, helping to all this stuff. I mean, he, he was smart. He mail, married 15 years younger than him. So <laughs> my mom was able to still take care of him and do things. And now she's out, you know, in two golf leagues. Now he's gone and stuff, but. <laughs> You know, catching up, but man, she just showed me, you know, um, that that sacrifice you make, and you know, that a lot of kids don't know today, you know, that make a marriage work and stuff. So I'm yeah. grateful for for that. Um, I'm trying to think who my third one will be, um, but I'll go on and you know. So yeah, I mentioned him earlier, but uh, my buddy Eric Solly, um, I think, really helped me transition from like into like adulthood and then you know again immersed me into a lot of music and and how to i don't know just operate day to day when you're when you've decided to forego the typical college get a real job and be like an upstanding citizen <laughs> path when you decide to fly into the radar a bit and uh i think he he showed me the, the ropes and uh, gave me some confidence early on to uh, to kind of go down this uh, path of uh, you know this debacle that I've that I've called the life over the last uh, you know forty years. Uh, and I'm just going to jump to the th- like third. You know, I I guess you know we already talked about it, but Chuck obviously was a huge influence over the last twenty years of my life, and and made a huge impact, especially the last five years as we kind of teamed up trying to get him back into the real world and, and whatnot. And, and, um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 positives and negatives, ups and downs. We argued a a ton, but we also laughed a ton. And, and I think, you know, obviously there's moments of of those last few years that I'll see if, if I have a, if I, if I'm able enough to have a lucky enough to have like the, the, you know, deathbed, you know, f- the flashing of my life before me, I'll see some of those moments and just, you know, hopefully look back at it, you know, with pride and, you know, only positive memories. Cool. E- except, except the guy somehow found like World War One and Two documentaries on 24, seven hours a day, no matter what hotel, no matter how long of a day we had, I had to fall asleep to wars happening at full volume and the only thing louder than the TV and the bombs blasting was his commentary as he explained to me what was happening and his boots as he walked around and shuffled around. Man. Didn't get to sleep, Chuck. You're loud. I think him and my dad would have had some stuff to talk about. Oh, they, my dad being in World War Two. They could have gone for combo, hours. Right? He knew every battle. He knew every gun. He knew it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Larry, yeah. it's a rock star thing because 
Brocky always wanted to talk World War II movies. Huh. <laughs> he, he, like, recommended quite a few. Um, so, in terms of who helped shape me and make me the fine, upstanding citizen I am. Fast food. I mean, th- I mean, there's really nobody because, like, I'm not. And most of my friends, like, personality-wise, I bear very little resemblance to them. Um, but as far as, like, where I'm at in my life, um, I can say this, and it's not going to sound gay because he'll never hear it. But uh, my buddy Rob, um, we've been friends, uh, Christ, 20 years? Yeah, where did he move? Huh? That's different. That's different. That's Dave. Oh, oh, sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't inspire. Um, although, although interesting, thanks a lot, Dave. I met Rob through Dave. Um, but so Rob and I have been friends for like twenty years, and um, totally not me. He's he's Eagle Scout, takes the family to church every week, does the whole. All that stuff that is not me even a little bit. Um, but for whatever reason, he, uh, I guess, took pity on me. Um, basically got me into the place I'm working now, which, although I bitch about my job, I, I get that I totally have first world problems. Like, my job pays me well for what I do, you know, all that. And he got me in that door. And also, uh, you know, before and after has been kind of a coach, although I ignore him a lot. Um, <laughs> but, like, enough gets through that I'm not totally, like, sleeping under a bridge or something. Yes. Good. All right, man. Well, I am uh, i don't know about you guys, but my bladder is ready to be emptied. So yep. uh, I think we can... Uh, Wrap what? this up. Yeah, that's a, that sounds like as good an, an outro as a, <laughs> I've ever heard. We'll call this the end of part one. We'll be back in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week. Well, I mean, I, I'd like to think we got some people out there that'll sit for two hours and listen to story I didn't time. want to sit here for two hours. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thanks, man. I mean, hey, it'll be up there. Whoever listens, listens. They wants oh, to know. Thanks. I, I saw a text come through today, and it's like, thank God, Douglas has to leave early, so this will be short. <laughs> yeah, we'll be out of this in no time. Save, saves me the awkwardness of coming up with some last-minute excuse. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I, I've, like, failed you. Yeah. And then well, blabbed on. You know, it wouldn't be, you know, our relationship if, you know, we didn't keep some of the things that we were known for. Well, anyway, oh, oh, do you have something? You wanted to say or just i got this prepared speech it's about a half hour just sit back uh, <laughs> no i i'm glad that you're doing this and uh it was, obviously it's good to see you guys and uh you know technology has changed what we did so much um can you imagine having to transcribe this and then right. <laughs> you're like f this uh let's see here the 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 they they okay they all right Th- then you get the email from dexter about your file format oh. file's too big let's smash the thing uh but I, i'm I, like i said i'm glad you're doing it i'm glad you had us here and it was good to see you guys and uh i, I look forward to future episodes awesome man thank you guys great to see, catch see up. you both in uh 13 years yeah or whatever 13 faces. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're out of here.
Thanks a lot for listening, everybody.
Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.